as you have the nature of joy you hold to be rejoicing but you see it's not enough to have the nature you must put your nature to work now because god already promised that he's going to be with us in his world till the end of days we have no cause to be sad we have every cause to rejoice. the number one thing you must treasure is god's voice god must be able to speak to you at all times a believer must be in alignment with god a believer must be able to decode god now if god doesn't just give the word sometimes he gives instructions those instructions are like strategy don't just receive the promise in your heart also receive the process now i want to continue this is part three walking in the spirit walking in the spirit now reading from galatians chapter 5 verse 16 galatians 5, chapter 5 verse 16 let me quickly do a recap of what happened you know last part part two all right i say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh so i explain how the flesh and the spirit had loggerhead with each other verse 17 it says that for the spirit lost against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish so that means sometimes you decide or you desire to strongly love the lord like simply to pray and then to pray more often and then but your flesh demand that you sleep more often you desire to fast but your flesh you know demand that you eat all the time are you getting what i'm saying so the spirit and the flesh are they don't work together all right so the word that god speaks to us is their spirit and their life and what god you know want us to do in our life cannot be done until the holy ghost is able to not just inhabit our spirit but take us on a journey with him take us on a walk with him take us on an agreement with him take us to get us to comply with his will until we subject ourselves to the rulership and the leadership of the holy ghost and then by so doing we starve our flesh you know of the right that the flesh has over our life until that happens we will not be able to really enjoy or see clearly what he has sent us and then the provisions he has made for us the opportunities that he has sent to us and be able to fulfill and execute our life execute the order of things as he has promised us if we will not be able to fulfill the destiny which he has called us to fulfill so they say but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law that means you are not subjective to the flesh you are not subjective to the dictates of the flesh you will not be ruled by your flesh i mean there are a lot of young believers who are struggling with god and then if you are listening to this you are you know you are you know fortunate to be hearing this and i want to tell you that it is necessary it is absolutely necessary that you yield yourself to the dictates of the spirit to the program of the spirit to worshiping in the spirit to adapting yourself all right to the you know plan and then the framing of the holy ghost that's why he says if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law you are not subjective to the flesh bible says those who are led by the spirit are sons of god the next verse the next verse says verse 19 now the works of the flesh are evident which are adultery fornication uncleanness lewdness you know idolatry sorcery hatred contentions jealousies outbursts of wrath and selfish ambitions and dissensions heresies you know the erratic flow you know part of it envy murders drunkenness rivalries and the like 
of which I say you beforehand, just as I also told you, in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, you don't need to be read, you know, you don't need, you know, that something be read to you to show you that what you are doing is not good. If you are doing something that is not good within everybody, we have that conscience upon which the Holy Spirit moves and prick us, tell us that what we are doing is wrong. That what we are doing is wrong. And I want you to understand it. So, by so doing, I said, and I made a conclusion, that walking in the Spirit is having a continual consciousness and sensitivity to the Holy Spirit and spiritual things. A continual sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Consciousness. You must be conscious about the things of the Spirit. You must be conscious about the gathering of believers. It's not an ordinary gathering. You must be conscious about the dictates of the Spirit. You must be sensitive to the prophetic flow. You must be sensitive to what, you know, by the Holy Spirit, God has helped me to declare. When I say there is a fasting, you should know that the Holy Spirit, you know, has, you know, inspired my heart that we should go by that way. And then you are sensitive. And then you must also be sensitive in your own personal life to what the Holy Spirit is telling you. I mean, it starts with little, little things. It can tell you the way you are used to pass, passing. It can tell you don't pass that way. It can tell you pass this other way, pass this other way, and then you pass. I mean, there's a guy that, you know, a minister of God, he came to a meeting and he shared it with us. That there was a particular day that the Holy Spirit told him not to pass through the particular path he normally passed. That he's used to passing that path. That he didn't know why. And then he said, okay, he will take this other path. And then he took the other path, only for him to hear that something, there was a shooting or something on that other path, probably he would have lost his life. That is how God wants to guide us from inside out. He wants to lead us from inside out. And then today I will tell you, all right, how to actually walk in the Spirit. Alright? So you must be conscious of the, and be sensitive to the things of the Holy Spirit. You see, walking in the Spirit means, you know, to have a spiritual understanding, having a comprehension with the saints. A kind of comprehension with the saints. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 5. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 5, that your faith, you know, if you read from verse 4, let's read from verse 4. Verse 4 says, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. So as I teach you now, it's not according to my wisdom. I am teaching the, the written Word of God. I am teaching by the Spirit. You see, the teaching is a demonstration of the Spirit and of power. I am not using a high-sounding word. I am not trying to tell you or to please you. I am just teaching you and demonstrating the Spirit. The Bible says the word I speak unto you, there are spirit and power. So it's a spirit and life. There is a demonstration of spirit and power where teaching of God's word is concerned. Bible says that he spoke, you know, as such that he has so much authority. And Bible says where he taught that the, that the power of God was made also available where he taught the power of God you know when he taught them the power of God was made available for healing to heal the power of God was so teaching is a demonstration of spirit and power and I want you to take note when we share like this with ourselves we share with fellowship you know and then we ask questions we answer questions when we come together and we share you know and then it's a demonstration of the spirit and power 
Now he says, I don't want your speech, um, uh, my speech is not a, of a persuasive words of human wisdom, but demonstration of the spirit and power that your faith should not stay, stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Verse 6. Verse 6. Then he says, however we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rule of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. Verse 7, and it says that, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom of which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Yeah, and then it says um, that for our, the Lord, for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Nezat. And then he says that, uh, but as it is written, just, just be moving as I finish. As it is written, I have not seen, nor heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Now I want to show you something here. Having a spiritual understanding is comprehending the revelation of God comprehending with the saints so that means you are not you are you are understanding the mysteries of the kingdom when paul says that i am not using a high sounding word is a demonstration of the spirit and power so which means that if a minister of god if i've come you know and i've prayed in my closet of which you know i pray i mean sometimes two hours three hours four hours to be able to come and preach now five hours Sometimes it's a whole week preparation. And then it comes to come and minister. I come to come and minister to you. But I want you to understand something. You two on your own side must not come like somebody who is full of flesh to come and listen to the spirits. No. On your own side too, you must have, you must have this comprehension. You must have this spiritual understanding that a seed cannot just be sown into a land that is not cultivated. An uncultivated land or uncultivated life is a life that is full of flesh. It's a life that is not sensitive to the things of the Spirit. So when I speak, you will not be able to pick one or two signals, you know, that God is trying to get your attention to get. Or that God is trying to get to you. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that is why he said God has revealed them to us. Nobody knows the plan that he has for us. He has not heard, eyes have not seen, neither has he entered into the heart of any man. What he has in store for those who he loves. Or for those who love him. He said, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches how many things? All things. Yes, the deep things of God. So there are deep things of God. The Bible says the secret of God belongs to us and to our children's children. And for our children's children. So the deep things of God are revealed unto us. And then verse 11 says, For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man, which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Can you see that? So it's the spirit of man that knows the things of man. So no one knows I mean, somebody can disguise physically and has like he's crying, whereas in his heart he's rejoicing. So it's the spirit that knows that he's rejoicing in his heart. The scripture says, you know, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. I mean, if you check that scripture very well, it said, eat, let us drink. I mean, you can give us Proverbs um, 23.7. I think it's 23.7. I mean, now look at this scripture. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink. 
He says to you, but his heart is not with you. Can you see that? Can you see that? He's telling you, I'm entertaining you. It's because of you I got all this, got all that. Eat and drink. But he says his heart is not with you. That's how a human being can be. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, but then the Bible says it's the spirit of a man that understands the, real, the reality of a man. It's the spirit of a man that search or tells you about the true nature of a man. Are you going to, if that is the case, then it's the spirit of God that searches everything about God. Can tell us all about God. Can tell us what we need about God. Can you see that? So that's what he says. You know, accept the spirit of God. Verse 12 says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Glory to God. So that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. We have the spirit of God. That we might know the things that can be free that have been freely given to us by God. Can you see that? So there are things that have been freely given to us. In the book of Romans chapter 8, if you read from verse 31, 32, he said, If God did not spare his son, how shall he not freely give us all things? How shall he freely uh, 31 32? What then shall we say? Yes, he said, Who who did not spare his son? Who he did not spare his son, verse 32. He said, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? And in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 8, verse 3, we find out that he has given us all things. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. So, there's everything you ever need, marital, spiritual, physical, financial, shelter, anything you ever need, he has freely given to us. He has blessed us with spiritual gifts. Not just physical things. Spiritual gifts. Ability to see, ability to prophesy, ability to, to interpret tongues, ability, different abilities, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, He has given it to us. Gift of healings, miracles, workings of miracles, He has given to us. Ability to be creative, supernatural ability to be innovative, He has given to us in the name of Jesus. And then, but you see, if there is no work with God and sensitivity and consciousness where these things are concerned, we won't be able to see them. Alright, now that's First Corinthians chapter 2. I continue in verse 13. It says, For he has given us, given us, given us. I have to put your mind in these things and back on the main scripture. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which this Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. God is telling you some things in the New Testament. He's telling you this is the secret of David in the Old Testament. Spiritual things with spiritual. You see that? Spiritual things with the spiritual. He said, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him. So how does God tell you to start giving a particular amount of money? Which is almost like half of the profits. And then they are like, you are like, this is going to kill my business. It's foolishness. They are foolishness to natural man. A natural man is an unbeliever. And somebody who is given to natural tendencies or natural behavior, acting like a mere man, all right, is a carnal man. So you see that. 
So, but he said, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Now, this is where a believer needs to know that you don't come to church to just receive one supernatural power and then one prophet just prophesy and then things happen. No. Every day that can happen and there is nothing wrong with that. But every day of our life, we are sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We are sensitive. We are conscious. We design the way of the Spirit. We design the way of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? In the name of Jesus. And then in next verse, verse 15, it says, But he who is spiritual judges all things. I like this scripture. Yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. If you are spiritual, you are not carnal, you have a walk of faith with God, you judge all things. You judge all things, rather. And the Bible says, You are not judged by anybody. What it means to judge is to what has been legislated you enforce it. The legislative words are the written words of God. You judge all things. You judge health. You judge situations. You judge circumstances. You speak. Peace be still. That's judging all things. Alright? A file is missing in your office, you declare. File. Show up. That's judging all things. And the Holy Spirit tells you, go and check drawer draw, um, uh, 52B. And then you see the fight there. That's judging all things. There's a particular trouble. They say that there's nothing they can do about this. You say, give me some minutes. And you went to go and pray. You, you go to go and pray in the Holy Ghost. And then there's an insight. That look, this is what to do. This is what to do. And they press this button, press that button. And the solution came. That's judging. The solution come. That's judging all things. Let me tell you. How to live as a believer is whenever we encounter a challenge, switch into the spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost. That's judging all things. Are you getting what I'm saying? And then in verse 16 it says, who, has, who can instruct God for we have the mind of Christ? Who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So you can say to yourself, you can type it, you can write it, you can sing it. I have the mind of Christ. 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 Saying that to yourself alone, get your mind renewed by the word of God. And then you see transformation. There is a sensitivity. You behold as in a mirror. You, you fellowship closely with him. In the name of Jesus. Now, so I've, I've given you some points. Right, uh, which I couldn't really develop last week. So you comprehend. Now, uh, walking in the Spirit means to spiritually understand certain things, to comprehend with the saints. The same thing in the book of Ephesians chapter 3, 16 to 20. He said, you might be stranded in the inner man. I pray for you. Alright? That might be stranded in the inner man. Or rather, you may be able to, that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, so that you'll be able to comprehend with other saints the depth, the depth the breadth, the width, and the length, you know, all right, and so on and so forth. So, you see, walking in the Spirit also means following and obeying the dictates of the Holy Spirit and God's Word. So, obey what God is putting into your spirit. Obey God's Word. It also means a continual victories, victorious living above sin, lust, death, and all evils. A continual victorious living above sin, lust, death, and all evils. The scripture says, 
Our greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. First John chapter 4 verse 4. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. First John chapter 4 verse 4. First John chapter 5 verse 4. It says, Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. So sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law. You are under the grace. The last one is... Walking in the Spirit means being filled with the Holy Spirit always to face every daily demands and executions. You see, there are daily demands every time we, we release virtues. You may not know this. That's why sometimes you feel so elated and feel very spiritual and then over time having gone through all the activities in the world listening to news responding to this responding that to that and then you release virtues are you getting what i'm saying those virtues are leaving you to solve problems so you must be conscious you must be sensitive you must always make sure you are refilled and you are filled again again and again by the spirit of the lord so let me now quickly share with you as I close. How can I walk in the Spirit? Number one. How can I walk in the Spirit? Number one. Praying always with all manners of prayers and supplications. According to Ephesians chapter 6. If you read from verse 10. It said be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And it talks about powers and principalities that we wrestle with. And it talks about the armor of God, breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith, and all that. So that you, it talks about sword of the spirit. It talks about those things. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 to 18. But you see, when it gets to verse 6, 17, read verse 17. It said, verse 17 says, and take the element of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplications in the spirit. Being watchful to this end and being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Can you see that? Alright? Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. So now, what, that, what does this mean? So that means you pray in the Holy Ghost. You pray in the Spirit. You pray in the Holy Ghost. You see that? You pray in the Spirit. You pray in the Holy Ghost. You must exercise, we must exercise our authority over demons and situations. We must, you know, um, declare into realities all God's promises and revelations for our life. So we must be praying. And the part of that prayer is intercession because it mentions all the saints. You must pray also in the Spirit. You pray in the Holy Ghost. God can bring the face of a sister to you and you intercede for her. God can bring the face of a brother, you intercede for him. You pray in the Holy Ghost. God can bring a marriage, a, 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 a marriage before you and you intercede. Or a family member to you and you intercede. So, or there is something that you just remember that somebody said, and then there is a need for a solution for it, and you intercede. So that is what it means to walk in the Holy Ghost. And how to do that is to just wake up in the morning and pray in the Holy Spirit. And once in a while, during the day, or during the week, you just pray in the Holy Ghost. You come to yourself. You know, you just remember you just need to pray in the Holy Ghost some more. In Jude verse 20, Jude verse 20, Jude verse 20, 
it talks about but you beloved but you beloved that means he's talking about some things he said but you as a person i am speaking to you that is watching me right now you as a person he said building yourself on upon up on your most holy faith you have been given a measure of faith but he said this is how you can build yourself on that faith and I don't forget, the Bible says, He commends us to God and to the word of His grace, which is able to build us and give us inheritance among the saints. The word can build us. The revelation of God's word can build us, can, you know, make edifice in our life, make an edifice of us. Can you see that? And then, can bless us. That's what the scripture says. So, but then it says, in addition to what the word will do, but you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You pray in the Holy Ghost. You pray in the Holy Ghost. Number two, you pray in the Holy Ghost. You just pray in the Holy Ghost. Number two, always, you know, always pondering deeply and speaking deliberately God's word. You have to ponder deliberately on God's word. You have to ponder. Let me tell you this. You have to ponder deliberately on God's word. Let's see Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2. And now, he says, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they ate did not profit them, not be mixed with faith in those who ate it. You must ponder on the word of God and let there be a mixing of the word with faith. Don't let it stop on Sunday when you hear it. Don't let it stop at the point when you heard it. Let it continue. Ponder on the word. Mix it in your heart. Mix it in your mind. Roll it in your mind. Let the word of God flow in your heart. Let it mix. Let it mix. Let it mix. Let it be mixed with faith. And how to do that is to meditate on the word of God. And each time you are thinking of the word of God, you are blessing God. You are magnifying him. You are thanking him. Glory to God. Glory to God. For praise is the mixer. Are you getting what I'm saying? Your tongue is the mixer. And your tongue must praise God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Has a tool with which is going to mix the word of God with faith. Now I'm telling you secrets today that is very powerful. He said not be mixed with faith in those who heard it. He said the word will profit you when you mix it. You ponder it. And when you are pondering on the word of God, you are exercising it. And then you are speaking it. And you are pondering it on it. And you are thinking on it and you are speaking it and you are praising God for it and you are worshipping and you are responding you know with praise for the word of God then you see it you know becoming so clear to you and then you see the word of God coming to pass in your life verse 3 the Bible says in verse 3 for we who have believed do enter that rest as he has said so I saw in my wrath they will not enter my rest Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. The work, he said, they won't enter, but we that we believe enter the rest. That is, the world was mixed with faith. Now, you know, let me just tell you this. That the world guarantees us rest and victories. It is the perfect drug 
or cure for all calamities, pains, issues, sorrows, and sicknesses, whatever you think is the perfect cure. But you see, when we are talking about walking in the Spirit, we need to be loaded with the Word of God. Bible says, let the Word of God dwell in you richly. The Word of God is is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing into spirit, soul, bone, and marrow. That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. And Bible says it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of heart. So we allow the word of God, you know, to have its free course in our heart. We ponder on it, we think about it. You just say, blessed is the man. Who does not sit in the seat of discomfort, walk in the way of sinner? Another, and you think about it. Who are the scornful ones among my friends? You don't sit in their seats. You don't walk in the way of sinners. You don't act like mere men. You allow the word of God to grow within you or to grow you. And then you think on it, think on it, think on it, think on it, think on it. How to walk in the spirit? And overcome flesh is to allow the word of God to dwell richly in your heart. I am telling you. Allow it. Number one is praying always with all manners of prayer. Intercessory prayer, praying in tongues, praying prayer of thanksgiving, supplications, praying all manners of prayer. Most especially praying in the Holy Ghost and interceding for people. Number two is allowing the word of God to dwell within us. Pondering daily, pondering deeply on the word of God and speaking the word deliberately into our life. I am the blessed of the Lord. I am the blessed of the Lord. I am the rich of the Lord. I am the wealthy of the Lord. Whatever you have found out in the scripture, don't let it stop at hearing alone. Also put it in your mouth. He said, let, he said this, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. So it means that you must confess that which you believe with your heart for it to manifest in your life. You must walk in line with it. In fact, the best way to obey the word of God is to start by believing the word of God and by speaking it. You must speak the word of God to the point that your mind adjusts to it. Your heart adjusts to it. Your spirit adjusts to it. And you are in alignment with it. And then before you know it, you start obeying the word and you start doing what the word of God says. Number three. Number three. Worshipping and giving spiritual and singing spiritual songs. One of the ways to walk in the spirit is to worship and sing spiritual songs, being sensitive to the Holy Spirit's promptings. You know, part time, this is practically speaking, part time I have a song in my spirit that God used to minister to me and identify me. Part time. I don't know. I, I want to believe most believers are like that. Uh, so that there are songs that God allows to edify you part time. Are you getting what I'm saying? For some people, is Olorunwagbaye o you are mighty. Shebeyin For some people, it might be you want to hear song, you know, music or maybe one communion music or better music or elevation music. There is always a track that God is using to nurture your spirit. That God is using to elate your spirit. That God is using to build you. That God is using to steer you up. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't let those track, you know, or that particular track, or tracks, maybe two or three songs, don't let it slip away from you. Always put it on repeat. On repeat mode. 
always putting it there. And God can use that song to speak to you. God can energize you. God can empower you. God can embolden you. God can minister to you. You become more sensitive to things of the Spirit when those songs are, you know, being played. Let me tell you this, practically speaking, as a minister of the gospel, there are some people, they just love the keyboard to play softly. And there are, are keyboardists that they are so anointed that when they start playing, the Spirit will start moving. And there is a particular that are people who their own is saxophone. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are, or some people, their own is trumpets. You see. Now, um, that's for the ministers of the gospel. We are all ministers of the gospel. So you must also, in your place of work, then when there is a challenge, there must be some music you must listen to that will you know, tune you, help you to tune to the frequencies as which heaven is broadcasting in heaven. To pick the signals, to sense the, the, the what the Holy Spirit is passing across to you. Let's quickly see Ephesians chapter, chapter 5 verse 7, 17. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 17 it says it said don't be foolish understand what the will of the Lord is I'm trying to paraphrase it it said don't be drunk with wine where it is in essence but be filled with the spirit in verse 20 verse 19 now it says speaking to one another in psalms hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord so that songs that connect your spirit with his spirit is a song for the moment is a song of the season. You must sing that song along with the person who is singing it and connect. Let it, you know, in your heart to the Lord. It brings about refreshment. It, it, refreshing, it refreshes you. Are you getting what I'm saying? It brings a, a times of refreshing right there. It's a song of the Spirit. It's spiritual songs. Alright, sometimes the Holy Spirit can just breathe on you and then you start singing spiritual songs. And that's what I mean by walking in the Spirit also means worshipping and singing spiritual songs and being sensitive to the Spirit prompting. Let me tell you, you know, you make melodies your heart to the Lord. Sometimes on a normal day, let me, as a believer, please let me tell you this. Praise is mixing the word of God with faith for profitability. Praise is the mixer. Your tongue is the mixer, but praise is the substance that is added. Mix the word of God with with faith, praise me. It's praise. So a believer must know that your spirit must always worship God. Every now and then, maybe you're in the vehicle, you're being transported. Father, I declare that I love you. I declare an everlasting love for you. You are singing. Your mouth is either declaring the word of God or singing the praise to him. You, you, you should be singing. Your mind should be singing. Are you getting what I'm saying? Your mind should be singing. Glory to Jesus. Number four. Readiness and willingness to obey or carry out Holy Spirit instructions. If you are willing and obedient, you eat the fruit of the land. Readiness and obedience and willingness to obey. Always yield yourself to the spirit always to always want to help to always want to go to always wants to respond to always want to obey to be willing to carry out whatever the holy spirit is saying that sensitivity to the holy spirit i was in a meeting and the man of god said i would like to we are going to you know change this auditorium and we're going to build a new one 
from the immediate day he spoke about it, I sensed that God will have me to do something. That's, that's sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. And in that prayer meeting, I pray, I pray, I desire that he will just call something and give opportunity to give. And then it was going to be seven days. And then by the fourth day, I'm going to be coming back. I was going to be coming back. So the night to the fourth day, which is like the eve of that fourth day, you know, I, I just trusted God. And he just came up and said, if you want to give, if you want to give, the sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is one. And I've gotten outside before I realized that, you know, I've gotten outside. Because God has been speaking to me three days before. Do you understand? And that's the way it is. God could have been telling you some things. When you appear in church like this, and then you just get to church, you are like, oh. And then the pastor mentioned it. And you say, the Spirit of God is one. Alright? Or you got something in your dream, or God opened your hands to see a vision, or you got something from the Word of God, and then it has been on your mind, in your spirit, and then pastor just spoke about it, and then you say the Spirit of God is one, and you get a confirmation for an instruction you should carry out. So please, always be ready and willing. The last one is, you must be actively participating with the saints in all worship and stewardship activities. Actively 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 hebrew 10:25 you must be actively participating in the things of the spirit you must be actively participating in the things of the spirit all right which shows that you know um, you know when you the bible says in hebrew t- chapter 10 verse 25 the garden of a believer is one of the most powerful gathering on the earth when the president of nations gather it's not as powerful as the gathering of believers when two or three people gather together in the name of the Lord, the Bible says whatsoever they agree to do will be done in the name of the Lord. He said if they bind on heart, it shall be bound in heaven. If they disallow on heart, it shall be disallowed in heaven. If they lose on heart, it shall be loosed in heaven. Let me tell you something. If President of Nations gathered to meet, it's a very high powerful gathering, but not as believers. They can decide to do some things on earth and God can still scatter it. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that's why the garden of a believer is one of the most powerful gatherings that you can ever get on earth. And we must not joke with it. When you are now lacking, lagging behind, you are now you know, withdrawing from gathering of believers, you see, you are slipping into insensitivity of the spirit. You will now be bombarded with laws, with all kinds of things you weren't doing before. When we come together like this, we edify one another. We minister to one another. We get better. We pray together. We pray for one another. Look at what the Bible says. He said, it's the manner of some people to forsake the assembly of ourselves. Let's read for verse 24. Verse 24 says, verse 24. He said, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Can you see that? Not forsaking the assemblies of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another. So when we come together, we exhort one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. The day is when Jesus Christ will come. Rapture, the second coming, as the case may be. As we see the day approaching, we eulogize one another we exhort one another we pray for one another we stir up love and good works in one and other glory to god we stir up love and good works in one 
and order. You see? Now, the garden of believers is where your solution is. Your inheritance is among the saints. So why are you avoiding the believers? You say you're online, that is online, and that is online. If you do online in the midweek service, you should be in church on the Sunday morning. Make sure you pray with believers. Physical gathering is the gathering of believers we are talking about. You cannot substitute it with an online meeting. If you traveled, probably you are in a particular nation, or you have to go for a particular job, and blah, blah, blah. And then you are not, you can't access physical gathering where you are. Online, then it's understandable that you connect online. But you see, your spirit must always yearn to meet with your people. Because it's a spiritual family. And I pray as from today, as you put all these four, five things to work, the first one is praying in the Holy Ghost, all manners of prayer. The second one is that you, you know, um, put the word of God in your mouth, you ponder on it, and you speak it. The third one is that you worship God with spiritual songs, always living a praiseful, a graceful life, conscious, grateful. And then the fourth one is readiness and willingness to obey the promptings of the Spirit. And then the last one is actively participating with all the saints in all the worship and stewardship activities. I believe so strongly that you have been blessed. I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost now because that is what you can practice immediately. So I'm going to be giving you like two, three minutes. Just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. We know you have been blessed by the insightful teaching of God's word and impartation of God's spirit by Pastor Tokwe Awufisayo, brought to you by Communion Christian Center. For more information on how to be a partner and others, contact 080-3585-8047 or send a mail to admin at communioncc.org. You can also download more messages for free at www.communioncc.org. Remain blessed as you fulfill your destiny in Jesus' name. Amen.